Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurgs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 118, season 6, episode 15, entitled The Shower Principle, originally airing March 29th, 2012. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. After Liz's annual meeting with her accountant to finish her taxes, she realizes she did the exact same things on the same day last year and tries her best to learn from the past to make sure the exact same day isn't repeated yet again. Meanwhile, after Jack sees a press conference in which Hank Cooper ugh, give dividends to shareholders, ugh. he decides that those profits need to be invested in other means. So he tries to come up with an idea to keep the money in the company and start remaking Cable Town in his vision. Finally, after Jenna acts out by refusing to, to participate in a sketch parodying the Scottish play, she learns that the curse of Macbeth may be real after all. You can't say that word. Oh man, if anything goes wrong, this is all your fault. You only can't say it while you're putting on a production of it. The theater is my life, and my life is the theater, so you've just said it. So my life is cursed cursed now. Uh, I think your life has always been cursed, and you didn't need to say the word to do that. I feel like I start most of the later episodes saying this, and I kind of feel like a broken record. Much like Liz's life, but... This is an okay episode, but the turnaround of the fact that Liz just sort of like accepts that, like almost like as a meta commentary about the show that it's sort of like been spinning its wheels or something we've pointed out, like it retreads a lot of the same stories over and over again just with new skins. That part I like, but it comes so late in this episode and it doesn't seem like it affects anything. That it's just like, oh man, they had actually a really cool idea they could have done something with and they don't. Because like they point out the fact that my life never changes. I know I want something to push me to show me that after six years I'm doing something. And we don't really get that in this episode. So it's kind of it's kind of a bummer because it's such a cool, uh, I think, uh, a good take on that idea of, of a sitcom being self-aware and realizing, yes, you just kind of do the same thing every season after a while and you get into a rut. But anyway. Just like real life. Yeah, but I don't know. I guess with... Inter- anyway, I, I could ramble on for hours about that, but like with an entertainment, you expect it to be different because you can literally do anything in a sitcom. So when you see a sitcom just doing the same things over and over again, I guess then it reminds you of your own life of just like, yeah, it is a routine and you kind of do the exact same thing week in, week out, day in, day out, month in kind of thing. Anyway, what are your thoughts on this episode? Yeah, I agree. I thought it was fine overall. Um, I, know, I guess it sort of approached the Jack has an existential crisis about his career in a slightly different way because at least in this one he comes up with a solid idea well i guess the, i don't know in other episodes he's same thing where he's come up with a plan to like this is how he's going to go forward with life so it kind of does that but it didn't feel as repetitive as it usually has in the past so i'll give it points for that um some of the stuff with Suri is a little like i don't think that would happen now because post me too it seems like i don't know like the people would just straight aware. i mean just straight up like objectification slash harassment in a like a 
over the top way that I don't like. I think you can make fun of that sort of thing, but you would you you wouldn't write it in exactly that way. It would be it would be done in a different way or not yeah. at all. But I mean, even in this episode, they sort of subvert that with Hazel saying objectifying, essentially saying objectifying yeah. me. I mean, the the whole twist on take a picture and she actually yeah. has. Well, that was funny. That's something you could do funny. now. But the whole just like straight of them staring at Suri right. trying to get that the food off the top, blah blah yeah. blah, whatever. That wouldn't happen. Yeah, I don't think that would fly either. Yeah, I don't know. There's just like there's moments in this episode, but again, it's another storyline of Jack. What do I do with my life? Which at least it leads somewhere. But another of Liz also saying, "What am I doing with my life?" Like it's just it feels like it's it's they they're now aware that maybe there's been a lot of criticism from other people while it was airing that were saying like you guys are spinning your wheels or you're you you've had these plot lines for too long you need to start doing something with them and knowing that again that the series is ending in the next season they they realize okay we've got to start pushing to a finale so maybe that this was episode this episode was sort of them just making note of that and saying yes we understand we hear you and we're gonna move forward uh with our plots now but yeah uh, there's just there weren't too many great lines there wasn't really too many laugh out loud moments in this episode it's just kind of it's kind of a setup and so hopefully the punchline that comes in the next episode will deliver on that but we'll have to see where's danny who knows seriously Siri got much more to do than she has in a while though, yeah so. no it's, yeah good for her still danny he hasn't been in any of this season that's a shame I'm, I'm trying to doubt if he actually is in the live episode. I think he is, but I really don't know. We'll have to, that's coming we'll up soon. Find we'll out. find out. But yikes. Uh, any other uh, thoughts before we hop in? Let's hop in. All right. So our cold open is going to set up Liz and Jack's storylines. Here are all my receipts. Look, I don't need these, Liz. Your tax return's the same every year. Actually, I'll have you know that this has been a year of change, Howard. I joined an over-40 dance team, I started eating the lettuce on my plate under my onion rings, and I have taken up meditation thanks to my boyfriend, Chris. Yeah. Do you remember what you said to me last year? This has been a year of change, Howard. I'm actually eating the onion part of my onion rings. I started journaling thanks to my exciting relationship with Carol, who is a man, although we have done nothing that lesbians could not do. Uh-huh. Do you remember what you said to me last year? I bought a restaurant-grade onion ringer, and I'm having a go at cycling thanks to my boyfriend, Wesley, whom I hate. Have I never washed this sweater? Look, there's nothing wrong with being predictable. Every morning I get up and come to this office while my wife cheats on me with Jerry. Well, you're wrong. I bought a meditation stool, and this, this year's, year's gonna, gonna be, be different. different. I mean, I see a clear line of progress in there. She buys the restaurant-grade onion... whatever thingy. Maker? Maker. She eats the onion part of the onion rings, then she eats the lettuce under the onion rings. I mean... But, does she, but is she eating the onions and onion rings also? Or is she, like... I, I feel like you could read that two ways. That she eats the lettuce in addition to the onions, or is she eating the lettuce instead of the onions? Oh, I took it as both. No, yeah, I took it as I'm, I'm not being mostly oh. facetious, but... Yeah, first she just ate the, first the fried she part. The fried then part. she ate... The next year she ate the onion. Now she eats the lettuce. I mean, next year, I, who knows what other vegetables she might partake in. Carrots, maybe? Who knows? See, that's, that's brave. 
Right so for a 40 she's not in a rut. She's making small advancements yeah. every year. And she's had a new man every year, so things change. A new man with a new project every new, year. A better attitude each time. That's true. Yeah. First she, she was with someone she, she hated. And then she was with someone who was a man and was never around. And now she's living with the person that she's sure. married or she's dating. So also, I forgot about her joining the forty-year-old oh, dance right. team. I mean, it was a it was kind of a one-off yeah. thing, but yeah, it's it's also nice that they sort of bring it back up too. But I wonder if the Jared that well, I guess the truth we know now it probably wasn't, but because it's just a weird, it's a very weird name that he says Jared. Because I mean, the only other Jared I feel like pop culture is the Subway guy, so. Yeah. I feel like if they were really wanting to punch that joke home, they would say Jared from Subway, not just Jared. Right. It's weird that he's very specific with that name. Like, we're supposed to know who that is kind of thing. Maybe it is just Jared from Just Jared, the gossip blog. Probably not sleeping with a woman. Probably not. I don't know. Wow, that's quite an assumption to make. You don't know him. Uh... I mean, there's a thing called a vibe that you kind of get from that website, and it's pretty easy to figure out what it is. Shameful. I want to be wrong. Why? Actually, well, because you got to be wrong sometimes. That's how you grow. That's true. Maybe Liz Lemon should be wrong more often than she would grow in life. More than she already is? I feel like she's... Well, apparently it's not wrong enough because she's not growing from it. Jeez, man. Well, then what's the bar in being wrong? (laughs) Jenna. She's wrong all the time. No, she's successful. Tracy, he's wrong all the time. Anyway, <laughs> we, could, we could speak for hours. Uh, but back in Jack's office, uh, he's trying to figure out his next step uh, for Cable Town. Jack, am I just in a permanent rut? I don't have time for your nonsense, Lemon. I'm working. I know this doesn't look like work, but are you familiar with the shower principle? I remember Mrs. Doyle pulling me aside to talk about it in the seventh grade. Uh, no, the shower principle is a term scientists use to describe moments of inspiration that occur when the brain is distracted from the problem at hand. For example, when you're showering. I was in the shower when I finally got the title of the movie Face Off. Face off, face off. Exactly. If the cerebral cortex is distracted by showering or putting, then another part of the brain, the anterior superior temporal gyrus, is activated. This is the site of sudden cognitive inspiration. (coughs) Nerd alert. (coughs) Nerd alert. (coughs) The problem at hand is this man, my boss, Hank Hooper. Cable Town has grown a lot over the years, but it's still a family company with a very simple goal to entertain folks that's all people want to sit on their sofas well why am i putting on airs to sit on their couches and hear stories here's one 1968 we were on patrol somewhere near the cambodian border uh we can skip this part so we boiled the skull and made a tea kettle out of it (laughs) my point is i believe that slow and steady wins the race we don't take risks we make profits so now let's get this dog fashion show started. Everyone hide your bones. Dogbeard the pirate just sailed into Wolf Harbor. <sighs> what is that? What are you doing? Dog fashions. Uh, one, I don't think any company on the level of a GE or a Cable Town would ever have the motto of slow and steady. Like, I feel like that's... Like, that's a safer motto to have for, like, a mom-and-pop kind of business because, like, you know you have a certain threshold that you can only hit. And I'm saying this with zero business acumen, so 
I am again happy to be wrong about this, but I feel like a place like Cable Town, that's a Fortune 500 company, that's going to be like making in millions, if not billions, of dollars a year, yeah, but cannot afford to say we're going to be slow and steady. They have to be like maybe no, we you have would to always progress. Put it that way, you're right. There's always like you're always about the next quarter to make more profits. But I mean, in general, large corporations are risk averse in general, just because they're so big. Like yeah. their goal is to continue to make profits. So I mean. I don't know. Every company likes to talk about how they're a family and blah, 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 blah yada, yada, yada. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think you're s- sort of right in that you would like, I don't know, you you, you would never say like I, maybe that sort of thing. But right. So the bottom line is, I mean, corporations are about making profits and making money. So maybe they wouldn't frame it quite that way. But I mean, it's not, I don't know. Like it's not like out of balance. Like, right? I mean, they're still be still advancing the basic thing. Like, we focus on just doing what we do and making money off of it. So, yeah. I mean, his. I mean, his whole persona obviously is the whole folksy thing. So, right. But also, like, he's the president, so he's going to tell him no, kind of thing. Like, I mean, obviously, he had have people that would write a speech for him, or yeah. he would run stuff by. But yeah, like, ultimately, oh, yeah. he's still going to be like. I'm yeah. going to kind of say whatever I want. And what you say publicly isn't necessarily what, you know what I mean? Like, come and you say all the things, That's all true. sorts of things, like, in public that behind the scenes, it's they aren't necessarily saying, you know what I mean? Or they may have the same goals, but they're presenting them in different ways when they're not public-facing, so. But also, so this is a shareholders meeting. Wouldn't uh, Hank at this meeting say we're going to get back the dividends to the shareholders so he would make that announcement but then now Jack comes in after the fact and says I know you want to do that and give that money to them but we're going to change that like would the stockholders or the shareholders be okay with that change after the fact uh, based on how my grandfather gets when he doesn't get the dividends he expects every quarter from whatever company they would not he's be totally, happy with it he's totally cool with it right yeah, oh, yeah he's, the promises yeah. of the company yes. saying they're going to give you something and not deliver yeah. it I mean I guess I took it as like extra dividends because I mean right. I feel like plenty of big corporations pay dividends to their shareholders yeah. so I took it as like it was going to be it was bigger profits so they were going to pay bigger dividends than they would normally and that's what right. he so is. they're still no I, I, I knew they're, they're still getting yeah. their dividends it's more the extra that would be right right but that's what I'm saying like so if Hank has already said in this meeting which seemingly is pre-recorded right that he's going to give the extra dividends to the shareholders and then Jack a day or two later is like no we, we should change that we, we discovered an accounting error and now we need an extra 10 million dollars yeah. to cover our yeah yada yada uh, it seems seems a little well yeah again, it's not real life no so they can get away with it no idea really how the business world works I mean if, trust me if that's something that they want to change their mind on they would come up with a way to so some some unexpected thing has happened and now they have to make a different decision alright We'll stop overthinking. This I have faith in Cable Town. They're a big bureaucracy. They'll figure it out. Uh, it'll only take them a few years. You know what else Hank announced at that meeting? Record profits. Really? Can we start getting real soda? Because I think Coca-Cola brand diet banana lime causes tum-num myth. No. And do you know what Hank wants to do with that money? Pay a shareholder dividend. Meanwhile, the Cable Town blimp is in such disrepair, we got a jeers in Corporate Blimps Weekly. I want to use that money to transform this company, but first I have to convince Hank Hooper, a white man who still buys Cadillacs. I just need the right idea. Do you think a year ago today we were having this same conversation? Because it sure feels like it. Probably. 
And knowing you as you were leaving, you did something comically undignified. Well, not this time, friend. I like one of the more recent running jokes that have, seems to have started in the last season or two where the whatever random business thing, weekly or monthly magazines, mm-hmm. like corporate blimps, weekly or whatever it was, like there was, well, wouldn't they have like the business meetings weekly or something like that? Like, I don't know. Anyway, that's become a running joke where they have random like office chairs or whatever, right. monthly and whatever nonsense. Yeah, there's, I think there was one relatively something like uh, Suits weekly or it was something that was just like, so just non just so out there that it probably is like a newsletter that goes around but there's no way it's an actual magazine but I can't quite remember but it was something just like Jack was quoted in or, or he was posing for it for a, a photo or something like that I can't quite remember I wonder how many subscribers corporate blunts weekly is getting can't be very many because you're already talking to the 1%. a few companies and who still has blimps anymore? Goodyear. I mean, Goodyear is obviously the most well-known blimp maker, or not blimp maker, <laughs> but blimp uh... blimp promoter, corporate yeah. blimp haver. Yeah. Fun fact: I have ridden on a Goodyear blimp. Fun fact: I have not, but I've seen it multiple times because the PGA tour when it tours when it. Well, I don't know if it still does, but it used to. The Wyndham. Yeah, in the yeah. Wyndham, you could see it pretty much from anywhere. It's high in the sky. Is a blimp ride worth it, or is it kind of like meh? I mean, it's a like novelty. visually, it seems yeah. I mean, fine. it's cool. I mean, you're. Yeah. I mean, and it's. I, I mean, it's not any different from. I guess anything up when you're up in the air. Well, I mean, it flies lower than a plane, of course. So, right. I mean, but it's like it's the same idea. Just you're high in the air and looking. I mean, any. I mean, it's in a really tall building. It's the same thing, but still, it's a oh, novelty. Because how many times do you get to ride on a blimp, though? I mean, probably honestly, similar to like a hot air balloon, except obviously in the blimp, like you're. I guess encased in inside or whatever but yeah anywho that was fun where did you ride it in oklahoma or virginia it was uh it was always in, it was in virginia oh that's good because oklahoma seems like it would no, be there wouldn't be very wouldn't be very much to see could i guess it would because like the wind isn't too heavy once you get that high oh that's right? yeah it would, well no they've had uh I, I think they've had to cancel it some days when it's out there because if it, there's too much wind it, it doesn't work well so oh yeah i guess yeah, you have to get past that wind getting up you yeah. just don't magically shoot up that fast yeah huh, that's fun um yeah. i even gave an interview to corporate blimps weekly after i oh uh, yeah did you give it a cheers or a jeers i gave it a cheers well you're biased though because you have family that works there so like I didn't use that review. It's okay though. Uh, meanwhile, in the writer's room, uh, Sari is getting looked over by the writer's staff, and uh, uh, Liz has to admonish her and the writers. Why is all the healthy food on the top shelf today? Cut it out, you perverts. I know what you're doing. It's the first warm day of the year, and women are starting to take off their winter clothes. Good morning. Eyes down here, boys. I have breasts, you know. Nope, Hazel, button up. Sari, put on one of my suit ponchos. This happens every spring, and it makes Jenna feel threatened and old, and she takes it out on me and the show. Every year, she... Every year? The same thing happens every year. Take a picture, it'll last longer. 
It was at 11. We have our annual budget meeting. You know what I did a year ago today? Met with my accountant, went up to see Jack, told Sari to cover herself up. Yeah, stop doing that. Paula canceled my subscription to Shape Magazine. Why do you have to take Sari away, too? Because Jenna's going to freak out and she'll take it out on me. Last year, Jenna accused me of trying to destroy her because her lines didn't have any K sounds, which she thinks is the funniest sound. Oh, my God. My cousin Carl crashed his car, and now he's in a coma at the Kendall Clinic. <laughs> mm. Look, you don't know what Jenna's going to do. Yeah, I do. It's in the book. And the book has been right about everything. It can see the future. Well, hang on. If all of your problems are in the book, aren't the solutions in there, too? Oh, let's see. Last year, Jenna didn't come to her senses till I... It's all here. This is how I break the cycle. Today, I prove the universe and my accountant wrong. Oh, and Pete, don't try to force a nickname this year. But I just bought a letterman jacket with the germ embroidered on it. It's not refundable if you personalize it. Does he say the German? Because the caption says German, but it sounds like he's saying germ. And in the later scene when she's having her breakthrough, he's also he's saying the germ, the germ. Oh, and Pete, don't try to force anything this year. But I just bought a letterman jacket with the germ embroidered on it. Germ embroidered, yeah, it's germ, because the germ embroidered. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It, yeah okay. Because huh. M, if you're if you're, if you're listening, German embroidered. Yeah, it sounds like, like German. It sounds like German, but it's definitely there's no it's, there's definitely not German and M. It's German yeah. embroidered. Yeah. Embroidered is not word. So, ta-da! Poor job, subtitles. You messed it up on that one. Shame. Poor shame. Well, I'm glad this is trying to prove her accountant wrong because that's the most important thing about the situation. Yeah, it's proving like, your accountant wrong. <laughs> it's a weird thing to be so. You're so judgmental. Was he though? I feel like he was just like, "Hey, you've said this before. It's safe for me to be a little." I was, I was being facetious. I know, but I really do love the the Hazel joke earlier in the scene of uh, like subverting the whole take a picture joke, and she's literally just starts handing out like Polaroids. That's so funny. With the same bra. With the same bra, but so different, seemingly different poses. So variety. she has, yeah, exactly. She has. Uh, 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 she has range. Range. There you go. And I like that she just carries them around. Like she I expects mean, the conversation to happen. Yeah. Uh, she has breasts. They're down there. That's true. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, on the TGS stage, Jenna is going through rehearsal and she's none too happy. Jenna, I know you're going to freak out today. You're trying to destroy me. I refuse to be in that sketch. The Macbeth sketch? Stop it! You never say that name in the theater. It is cursed. Jenna, that's just a superstition. Elizabeth, I was trained in stage acting and game show pointing at the Royal Tampa Academy of Dramatic Tricks, where I studied theater superstition under Professor Dwayne Crawfish Kenny. I'm not doing a sketch about the Scottish play. Yeah, but this isn't Macbeth. It's a timely satire of Macbeth where Mayor McCheese and his wife an ambitious pickle murder King Ronald. Liz, I don't need any more bad luck. Do you know how many mirrors I've smashed just thinking it was a blonde woman mocking me? Okay, fine. Like last year, I will just ask Sari to do it. Sure, I'll do it. I just have to be out in time for my band to be on Letterman. Perfect. Now everyone's happy. I like Sari's band. I was going to say, I, I believe it. Yeah, no, I totally She just sits there and brushes her hair while her laptop yeah. plays beats. I mean, I feel like that's an early joke of 
making fun of like modern DJs that yeah essentially just put everything on a po- an iPod or a laptop and just hit play, which that's obviously a very glib way to describe a lot of DJs. Like I mean, I, I know there are out there like Tiesto and Armin Van Buren and things like that that do legitimate uh, scratching, but a lot of those like small time DJs that play in clubs. If you look at their setup, it's like a simple turntable and then a laptop in the middle. And that's kind of it. Like, I'm not saying it's easy. Well, look at this snob. I'm not saying anyone could do it, but it's just like that's kind of the setup. Is It's just like you just hit play on a set playlist and people Just like series of the laptop. Yeah, exactly. You put the bass way up, take some of the treble out, and you're... Yeah, she even does performance art. The, yeah, the whole exactly. character that's, 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 yeah. that lifts it to another level. Talented. Talented. Uh, the, also, going back to the previous scene with Pete and the K joke sound, that's the second time that 30 Rocks made a K sound uh, joke. Uh, you remember in the Kidney Now episode when Jack and Mort. Uh, what's his name? Melvin? Who? Oh my God. Uh, Milton Alan Green? Milton, thank you. When they're determining who's giving who the kidney, they keep saying kidney. Mm-hmm. And Leo's Pachemin's in there, and he's just like, he keeps laughing because I think it's the hard K sound. Oh. It's kidney. Someone kidney. on the 30 Rock writing staff is obsessed with K sounds. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it is funny, but it's also like the fact that, that Pete does his one line of, oh, my cousin Carl was in a car accident and they're taking him to the hospital. He's in a coma. And then like, the they Kendall stay Clinic. Yeah. Uh, they laugh at it and then they just like move on. Like they. Uh, that's funny. As Hazel is tasked with keeping Jenna away from the stage uh, so Sari can do her job for her uh, in Tracy's dressing room, um, Liz gives him a head up. Ah, gives him a heads up on the day. Also, like we didn't really point out the fact that when Liz is doing her taxes, it's literally the last day to do your taxes. It's April 14th. So. Well, April 15th is the last day. April 15th is the absolute last day, but let's be real. 14th is already pushing its sweetheart. What does she have to write off anyway? Well, she's got a duplex. She owns yeah, an apartment, so that's a big write off. That's true. Back then, well, so, she, well, I guess she must own it, right? Because she wouldn't be able to expand it she bought it. She, so. I think okay. she would have bought it. So she probably pays enough mortgage interest to write it off then. And this was back, well, this was back before they raised the standard deduction. So uh, we're not going to start talking taxes. So move, move onward. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> My last thing I heard was standard, and I tapped out. Hey, Trey! Hold up, double L. I just want to clear this level. Tracy, that's the news. It's the only way we can watch it. Coming up next, how safe is your building's elevator? Yes! A thousand points! Sure. Uh, Tracy, I know you insist on doing your own taxes for some reason. I don't trust my accountant. I think he's lying to me about being Jewish. I step on more wine glasses than he does. Well, last year on this date, you flipped out because you didn't know it was the 14th. So this is an early warning. Wait, hold up. I didn't even know it was April. I was going to tell .com I love this novel as an April Fool's joke. This is all hands on deck. Canine, form of desk. Sheets out, the big one is for your sneakers. Yes, do your taxes. Yes. I'm confused by that delivery of her saying, because like she's about to tell him to do his taxes, and then he comes to it on his own, so she doesn't have to tell him. It's weird. Like it's a weird delivery of like him making the connections already. I don't know. 
I but that, that, that was the point. She was trying to not have the same as last year, so she got him to get to it on his own without her having to... Without, like, it getting, without letting yeah. it get too far. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's how I took it, I guess. Mm. And it's also funny that Kenneth is able to be there despite not being in the, being a page and also not being in the entourage anymore. But he's... Because he's a janitor, he can kind of be wherever he needs to be. So while Liz is loving her new life of seemingly being of being ahead of the game i guess with knowing where her life is going to head she's she started med- she's got a meditation stool and a candle that she's ready to live her live her best life with but of course as soon as she gets off the elevator and ready for work is this the same day because look like she's wearing the same shirt anyway we, we know with 30 rock the days are very long and some yeah. people's some people have three days at the time that others have one day and the so. wardrobe doesn't seem to change either um but already the plan has gone awry as tracy has like emergency basically he, because of his budget he has to start getting rid of money so he signs on to do a movie in alaska there you are, Lemonade. Distract her with your craziness, Tracy. Otherwise, she's going to meditate. I don't have time for that, J.D. I have to go to Alaska immediately. Alaska? What are you talking about? Well, Miss Lemon, Mr. Jordan had a lot more income this year than he anticipated, thanks to his frequent scratch-off lotto victories, finding all that treasure on the island he owns in the Caribbean. Quite an adventure. And designing Kate Middleton's wedding gown. She was wonderful. Collaborative, fun. And a little dangerous. Okay, so you have to go to Alaska because... In order to pay my tax bill, I had to sign on to do a movie. Five Dog, Now Five. Gibberish? No, that's just the confusing title Disney gave the fifth Snow Dogs movie. The S's are fives. Running time, 26 minutes. Why do you need to do a movie to pay your taxes? You're loaded. I'm not liquid, Liz Lemon. I'm completely solid. I took all of my money and put it in my pool and froze it. Nope, this isn't last year. I am breaking the cycle. I will deal with this later after I meditate. Cycle? I forgot I sponsored the dude that won the Tour de France. Add another zero, Ken. Assume that's Lance Armstrong? Because there was a year he didn't win it, right? Uh... I don't remember when he was winning, honestly, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I'm not that concerned with it either. Because he's kind of an asshole now. Because he cheated. He did a lot more than that. But Tracy's kind of following in the footsteps of Cuba Gooding Jr., right? Like, wins an Oscar and then follows it up with a Snow Dogs movie. So. Oh, you're right. I bet that's what they were ripping on. Um, let's see. Two, he won the 2002 Tour de France. Because he won like seven in a row? Or let's he's won see. seven total. So he won seven between 1999 and 2005, although he was stripped of them all later because of the doping conspiracy. Oh. Well, not conspiracy. Not conspiracy as a conspiracy theory. I guess conspiracy as in there were lots and lots of people involved. Yeah. And that was a bad... You gotta make America The whole thing strong. was like... Honestly, in a way, I'm surprised that like cycling so recovered from it. Oh, sorry. The 2011 Tour de France winner. Let's see. I mean, it did give like new life, I guess, into the some sport, Australian named Cadell Evans. Cadell Evans. Cadell might. One of them is Cadell Evans. Cadell, I think Cadell. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like before Lance Armstrong was winning the Tour de Force stuff. The Tour de Force. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. Isn't that what it's called? Yeah. Tour de France. Fucking idiot. <laughs> the Tour de Force. <laughs> A tour de force is a way to describe something, right? Like, if it was a tour de force, like, isn't that like cliche way of describing I guess, yeah. Movies? Is it? Like, it was a real tour de force. Yes. Oh, like, fucking Peter Travers says that shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But I mean, before Lance Armstrong was winning all of those, it seemed like that sport was just like a Sunday background kind of show. It wasn't really anything you watched, but he sort of brought brought new life to it, and yeah. then he kind of also stained it with his cheating. So, yikes. I mean, I feel like that was one of those things where it came out that basically everyone was doping. I don't know. Like, it's, I'm honestly surprised that, like, it managed to recover from it because it was such, like, a wide-ranging scandal that... I guess, oh, I don't know. I guess it, I, I guess it doesn't get as much um, publicity or whatever. You don't hear about it as much these right. days as you did when he was, like, winning every year. But still, it's like, that's a sort of just, like... I don't know, like... Sometimes I wonder about, like, the Olympics and, like, you know, because obviously, mm-hmm. not, I mean, not infrequently, top competitors will be caught off for doping, and it's, like, sometimes you just wonder, like, is everybody doping and some countries are just better at hiding it than others, mm-hmm. or, you know what I mean? Because, right. I mean, because world records are broken every time, and some of that is just people, in general, are evolving to be healthier and stronger and faster, mm-hmm. but it's, like, the same and, time. And, then, and plus the science behind working out and... yeah and honing your craft has progressively gets better too so like they're just finding new ways to work muscles that we didn't know about 50 yeah. 40 30 years ago so i think some really cynical people are like well they're all doping anyway although i guess if they, if they are all doping then it's still they're all doping isn't even i don't know anyway we don't need to get into all that yeah. but i mean honestly like it's like i get the ethical and the sportsmanship of it that yes everyone should be a level playing field and there shouldn't be one person that's able to outpower another just because they dope and one doesn't kind of thing but honestly like let's face it the olympics is nothing more than just a way for a network to make money and for a city to make a lot of money in a short period of time and it is a showcase of people that not this year for tokyo they're gonna lose a lot of money but um i mean it's just a showcase for people that do almost superhero athletics that you wouldn't ordinarily get to see so honestly if you want to make it as over the top and let people juice and dope or whatever to give the best show if they want to do that and shorten their lives or affect their livelihood in any way just to have that moment of glory i, I wouldn't take it away from them well i, I think it gets a lot more complicated that because you have a lot right. of like literal teenagers who compete in these things or are starting training to compete in these things so it's like I mean, if you're starting at that level, if are you being... I mean, if it's true that there's widespread doping, are they being forced to dope because mm-hmm. they have talent, but they need that to compete at the international yeah. level? So, it's fortunately, it's a little bit stickier than that. But No, it's fair, but still, it's just like, on the grand scale. Not the, not the, not the finer details, but just the oh, grand okay. scale. If you want to make Let's it... Let's stay as, superficial about Exactly. It. If you're going to make it as over the top and make it almost like a superhero show, let them, let them go all out and show them the best that, that... I mean, that only happens every four years, so why not? NBC needs the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, they do. And they're not getting that money from 30 Rock. Anyway, nope. speaking of 30 Rock, Liz is ready <laughs> to meditate. I'm going to Alaska. Five now, dog five. Five now, dog five. Everyone's trying to destroy me. Five now, dog five. Five now, dog five. Budget meeting, the germ. Pam Putch, car waiting times, the germ. Distractions be gone. Congratulations, Elizabeth. You have achieved transcendence, a state of pure inner peace where all pants have built-in underwear. You have reached a plane of total enlightenment. 
And you were realizing that Jack was right. Meditation is a waste of time. Time you could have spent reading that book he gave you on business lunches. Buffett on buffets. But that doesn't make sense. If I've achieved enlightenment, how is this a waste of time? Let me answer your question with a question. Why don't you just shut up and tell me your mantra? Is it time to make the donuts? <gasps> what are you doing? Hank Hooper is coming, Lemon. I don't have time for your nonsense. I'm always criticizing your shoes, but never offering solutions. Don't you have a big idea you're supposed to be coming up with? That's exactly what I'm trying to do. I realized something today. Putting, showering, they don't work for me. Only you can stimulate my anterior superior temporal gyrus. Buy me a drink first. <laughs> for the past six years, Nothing has been a better distraction than rescuing you from your various wrong turns on the road of life. And I just don't know what to do now. I'm scared, Jack. Lemon, just get another DVR in the bedroom, and then you can record all four shows at once. I've got it. Dump all the unsold dishwashers into the ocean. As it turns out, you are my shower principal, so shower me, Lemon. Shower me in the inane waters of television, food, and feet. You know what? Maybe you should try meditating. I am serious. The whole point is to clear your mind. Meditate, Lemon. I once pantsed Deepak Chopra while Craig T. Nelson taped it. I don't meditate. Hey, Liz, does your journal say anything about Frank trying to drink a gallon of milk last year? It can't be done. Oh, God, the carpet. Somebody hold my hair back. Yuck. Yuck, indeed. Yuck. Why would you drink a whole gallon of milk at once? That sounds awful. I don't know. I mean, it's milk is so... Gross. No, milk's fine. Um, but it's just like, it's such a, f what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it makes you full. There's a word for that, right? Filling. That's what I wanted to say, but I feel like there's a better word for it. But yeah, it's a, it's such a filling. You just feel bloated, like, immediately. I mean, you feel bloated halfway through, but you'd feel extremely bloated. Gross. If you could actually take an entire gallon of milk down. Yes. Mm. See, that's something that Olympians should try. Overcome that hurdle. If you want to be a real superhero, make it so that you can actually well, they, down they an do entire have the gallon of milk. Annual hot dog eating contest. Maybe they make it the annual hot dog eating and milk chugging oh, contest. Well, we don't want people. To well, not die. everyone doing both. Some people can do the hot dog eating. Some people can do the chugging. If you try to do both, that that wouldn't would, end yeah. well for yeah. anyone. Some probably would really die. I think. Yikes. Uh, meanwhile, on the stage, uh, I feel like we skipped over it for time's sake, but Jenna. Because of the attention that Siri was getting, has decided to jump back into the Scottish play uh, sketch and is rehearsing now. Unfortunately, a lot of uh, superstitious actions seem to be following her. Uh, pre previously, a lamp nearly fell on her, and now she's going to break her Jimmy Choon shoes. Johnny Choon! Oh, no! My Johnny Choon! Oh. Are you all right? I've seen people killed with shoes, but never like that. I can't believe this is happening. I was just using the curse of the Scottish play as an excuse to act out. But it's real. Ugh, like I need another curse. Too busty. So yes, it was Johnny Tune instead of is it Jimmy Chu or the shoes? Okay, it's yep. Johnny Tune. Um, also, the vi the visual joke is funny that Mayor Cheese points to Jenna, 
but it doesn't it doesn't lead to anything like like i i thought he might be pointing to hazel to say like she's the reason but she's not it's not it's pointing to like i said it's just like it's a weird visual joke for him to point to her and then just walk off set, bump his head, and that's it. Like, but it's like, funny because then he bumps his head in that. Yeah, but I mean, I sense. guess if, the, if there was a reveal later that he knew Hazel was in charge and he was trying to warn her. It Maybe it's just coincidence he was pointing at any random old thing. We, like, I mean, we don't necessarily see it him pointing directly at Jenna. So it could have really been anything. That's true. And it gives the impression that he was pointing at her. But I guess they never really explain it either right. way. So it doesn't, but whatever. The whole point of it is so he can bump his head, which is funny. Right, yeah. And I guess if you don't know who Mayor McCheese is, you should look it up. But it was a very, God, I don't even think he lasted into the 90s, but uh, he was in the 80s when all Ronald McDonald had all of his Playhouse, Play Pal, play, Playland friends. When it was Grimace, the Hamburglar. What was that stupid bird's name? Please <laughs> tell me it wasn't just called Birdie. I think that's right. I think that's what it was. And there was Mayor McCheese. And then the the nuggets and the the fry kids. They had all these little uh, characters to create this magical world of Ronald McDonald's worlds. Um, but I think the only one that still exists now is Ronald McDonald. I think all the other ones have just they've dropped them as characters. So they don't really exist anymore. Yeah, Birdie. Birdie. Yeah, you're right. Birdie that early bird. So that must have been for the breakfast. Ugh, Mary, Jesus, creepy looking. Office of Big Mac. Fry Kids! Yeah. They don't still have the Hamburglar or Grimace either? No. I think they, those were gone by like uh, late 90s and early 2000s. Mm-hmm. They were kind of weird out as well. God, so creepy looking. Yeah, really. Mayor McCheese is a creepy looking creation. What the? F- Uncle O'Grimacy? What are. What oh, are- that was for the Shamrock Shake. Jesus! I mean, it's the 80s. There was probably a lot of cocaine. Also, Sunny the Dog. That looks like something off of like a Nickelodeon cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know Sunday. I don't know Cosmic. The McNugget Buddies! I don't remember that. Captain Crook is a new one to me. Oh, oh apparently I liked him, so that's oh. cool for him. The Happy Meal Gang. Did they, they've they taken out all the place, play places, right, at McDonald's? I don't think they... I think... So. I, I, well, I, I guess I can't say that there are none left, but you're right. I think that they have... As when they renovate places, they don't keep that they don't there. Keep them in there I mean they're so unhygienic it's a bunch of kids in those nasty balls and who knows Ugh. what germs and yeah. especially I mean, in the COVID age yikes yeah, like the, the workers that are working at McDonald's are not getting paid enough to go out there and clean no. those things so. I mean who knows how what? could they I mean they're Ugh. they're not made for adults to get in there and climb in and clean no. up so yeah they're just going to be a bastion of spray a vat of hand sanitizer just all over the pit ball pit Ugh, God. throughout little tunnels anyway disgusting but funny enough, like, even though Mayor McCheese has not been relevant for probably two decades at this time, in a lot of, because a lot of the kids that grew up with him are now writers for TV shows, if you look in certain, like, as a, uh, like uh, certain shows, like uh, Family Guy, Simpsons, like, those writers that grew up in that era mm-hmm. are now writing the TV that we watch. There's a lot of Mayor McCheese references. Like, there's one where... Uh, on Family Guy that they replace Mayor McCheese in the place of um, John Kennedy when he's assassinated and so, <laughs> the bit is he gets his head shot off but because he's nothing but burger it just essentially 
explodes a, a cheeseburger and then like Jackie Kennedy just starts climbing over the car and starts eating his face. <laughs> oh god. And then like they cut back to the, after the joke and they're like that's not offensive, right? Like no, he's a cheeseburger, who cares? Like they're just taking the sting out of the John F. K. assassination. The John F. K. Whatever. <laughs> because there's a lot of JFKs. Yes. John F. K. John F. K. himself. Uh, meanwhile, in Jack's office, he's he decides he's going to meditate perfectly to to figure out his solution to the Cable Town problem. I'm running out of time. Jack, tell me what to do about my boyfriend. Beat. Smash. Monday's at ten. Female mustache. My cats are all burning. My cats are all burning. Not done again. Meditate. Congratulations, Jack. You have attained. Shut up. I don't have time for this. Give me my inspiration. My God, you're good at meditating. The answer you seek has been there all along. It's right behind you. Behind you. Behind you. Behind. I don't need an echo. I heard you. Meditation over. Behind me. Behind me. I've got it. Did you get the fun little smash plug in there? The list was out. Yeah, well, Monday's at ten. Smash must have been. Oh, smash the. Gosh, Devin I totally forgot about that show. I didn't. Yeah, Everyone they were messing in Catherine McPhee, Megan Hilty, the the camp classic. Smash. Yeah. Gosh, I remember it was like. That was like the show that they put, it was a mid-season and they put all their promotional muscle, it was like literally for months, like there were a gazillions of ads and this thing where like the premiere was like huge in terms of the ratings and then it like just like slowly dropped off a cliff and then it, and then it got, yeah, it got canceled after season two. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I even finished, made it, made, yeah, I don't think I even finished like all the way through the first season. I can't really remember to be honest, but... Mm-hmm. I definitely didn't finish the whole thing. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I didn't even make it through the first season. But. I didn't even make it. Because also, God, most of what I remember is like the kid. There was like a kid who played. I think it was Deborah Messing's son. Was like the worst actor. Like it was just like embarrassingly bad. It's like how did you get cast on a network show? Like the CW. Nepotism. I mean, the CW just hires some people because they're hot. And right. if they can't act, it's like NBC on a show like this. Like I would expect, yeah, expect them to someone at least who could deliver a line yeah. like we're just like oof yeah and I mean so when I say kid it wasn't like a young kid it was like a older like older teenager oh, like or, or or like young adult playing an older teenager like yikes it was just like uh-uh. oh. yikes that's not great nope yeah. but I wish I, I bet Smash would love to have the Zoe's Infinite Playlist kind of fandom that show seems to have uh, well, second season just started I think last week or the week before it just came back for its second season yeah and it's not a huge ratings poll. No. I mean, I feel like it it has like a better reputation than something like Smash or yeah, or even like that's the true. Let's shoot because Smash was just like somehow like like just over the toply bad. Like I don't know. It was just like the, the for all the bombast it got. Like it was just like I don't know. Was it trying to be like fame for the two thousands or what? Like, because no. I mean, it just because if you're saying like camp, that's what I'm thinking of is like fame or Chicago. Like, it's trying to be big theatrical bombastic. Well, it was. I mean, the, bas- the plot was like basically say. there's this Marilyn Monroe musical that's going to be the big thing of the next Broadway season, and the two actors who are like vying for the role, mm. and it's basically about like in one I think 
the Catherine McPhee character is like a total like newcomer, and I think the Megan Hilty character is an experienced actress. But part of the reason why the show didn't work is because Megan Hilty like just resembles Marilyn Monroe <laughs> way more. So like they put you know, so it's like you're supposed to believe that Catherine McPhee in this blonde wig is transcendent and is like the the person they picked it to be the Marilyn Monroe, and it's like well it's hard to believe that when you have someone who's like so clearly just looks like her right. has the persona like and i mean megan hilty is a is a has done lots of theater like Catherine mm-hmm. mcphee has an acting but like she's from american idol like she hasn't mm-hmm. done like or hasn't she's done like broadway time, like, she didn't have right. like a stage yeah dance. i mean she i mean she's fine enough an actor but it's just like I don't know. Like the stack, when, 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 when you're going for like, when you're thinking of someone who could be the lead role in a Broadway musical, like, I don't know. There's just, it just didn't work because you, you were basically supposed to believe that this person who was clearly in fear for that sort of role was like, everyone loved her and yada, yada, yada. So that was, that was part and of the problem. And Devin was like this producer? She was the, or uh, yeah, she was like the producer or what head writer. Or, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like someone who's head writer, one of the high up people involved in putting on the director. Was she like writer. a villain or she's just kind of like the encouragement for so. them to be like, I don't really do your remember. Best. I don't, mostly what I remember Devin Messing is that like, scarves like she was she had she that was the big thing that people well that's theatrical her character everyone knows that scarves are theatrical yeah. glasses and scarves ah. well yeah we'll see what happens with Zoe's extraordinary playlist I won't be surprised if oh, we hear some movie infinite playlist I think I, I think I said the name wrong oh, I, I think you're right it's extraordinary yeah. anyway just if you if we hear that after the season it's moving exclusively to Peacock don't be surprised because the linear ratings on TV are not hot but mm-hmm. supposedly NBC always touts how it's a very strong digital performer so we'll see we'll, I mean if, if they pick it up exclusively for Peacock then that yeah. there's some truth to that but I would be surprised if it carries on well I guess ratings don't matter anymore mm-hmm. but still it's like it's ratings are like I think it's main audience though, is definitely it. like a, an audience that watches it like the next yeah. day streaming. They're not. They're, well, yeah. I mean, no I mean, one our age really yeah. watches things the yeah. night of yeah. anymore. So yeah. if it does go to a streaming platform, strictly streaming, it might do a little bit better or it might keep its audience. But I don't know. Hmm. Well, I guess the Peacock, the, the fucking Peacock. I guess Peacock got a big get with. So Universal owns USA and essentially they own like the WWE stuff. So the WWE network is getting shut down and all of their stuff is going to the, I keep saying the fucking Peacock. The Peacock. The Peacock is going to Peacock. And honestly, I know we we ridiculed it when they announced that it was just going to be called Peacock. I think it's a good name. But honestly, it's kind of, I guess it's it's stuck because you have no other choice because you can't call it anything else now. But honestly, it doesn't sound as bad now that it's kind of just out there. When the other alternative is what Hulu, which is a nonsense term, well, Netflix and most companies Disney are, Plus. Like, like Disney Plus is like almost the laziest name you could do. But anyway, um, so I mean, Peacock's definitely doing something that they're getting like exclusive streaming rights or whatever to certain stuff. So synergy, it's but it's be- also like you know, I mean, it's universal. They've got so many things they can. I mean, the point of that is Paramount Plus also is a stupid name. Well, I but, but that's yeah. but that was formerly CBS All Access, right? Yes. Now rebranding. Yeah. That's not a good look either. Well, I mean, that was it was because of the the, the, the merger with Viacom, so they folded it all in mm-hmm. um, to there. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think I pretty much always said that Peacock actually, even though a lot of people make fun of it, like it makes sense because it's distinctive. Like, mm-hmm. it's clearly very clearly associated with the NBC brand, and it's like, yes, it's silly, but it's like also a lot of people talking about how silly it is, like. 
from it's a marketing perspective, yeah. like, I mean, if it makes people pay attention to what your services and it works. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I actually, like, I mean, it's better than than the, right, than the endless this plus this max, like, whatever. Yeah. So, I don't know. Did HBO finally sort out all their stuff? Because it's not, there is no mo, no more HBO Go. Right. HBO, HBO Go and now, yeah, if now. they're not totally defunct sunsetted or whatever mm. then they will be soon but yeah it's basically hbo like just hbo still exists in like you as a cable yeah so if you have, if you have as a cable add-on and i mean like you can add it through like places like hulu and youtube tv but if you get it through a service like hulu you can only access actual hbo content on hulu mm. to get the actual hbo max content you have to go to HBO Max, which now is easier. Before when when it wasn't on Roku and Amazon, that's when it was like yeah, they finally sorted out early. This I think they've signed early this year or last. year? It was right before Wonder Woman. Oh, that's right. Came yeah, out. yeah. No, 1984. Who was it? Wasn't that right? maybe? It was, yeah, it was them, right? That it was like they were. It was like a last minute budgetary or not budgetary, but just like you got you've got to do this by the end of the year. There'd yeah. be a lot of people pissed off, kind of yeah. thing. Because so, basically, yeah. Roku. We probably talked about it on here before, but I think mm-hmm. that the big standoff was Roku, like, basically wanted a cut of the advertising or what. Mm-hmm. And anyway, H and Warner didn't want it, but obviously mm-hmm. they came to some agreement because I mean that that, that yeah I mean there the the thing is there like Warner was under the gun because there's no mm-hmm. way Wonder Woman could have premiered without being on Roku because it was something it's something like. Amazon and Roku makes up like two thirds of the streaming market. It was like Roku, I'm saying it was like 20 or 30. I can't remember exactly mm-hmm. what, but like a definitely a sizable percentage that you're missing out on a huge amount mm-hmm. of people. So they couldn't yeah. let that happen for that. So probably Roku got a little bit more of what they wanted in the end, yeah. of, I would guess. But Money talks, bullshit yeah. walks. Anywho, we veered. <laughs> Thanks, Smash. Thanks, Smash. Most, most, anyone's probably talked about that show in a decade. So you're welcome. Yeah. I, don't, I assume that's probably streaming on Peacock, right? I'm do, not even, even going to give... Nope, nope. I'm don't put it in up, your but... cache. Don't at all. Uh, back, in Jenna's rest, uh, back in Jenna's dressing room, the, the truth about the curses come out. You know when you fell off that chair, I saw up your skirt. Nice. Someone won the crotch jackpot. I need a drink. Ah, my hand! But I'm auditioning to play Senior Wentz's wife tomorrow. I can't take this anymore. This curse is ruining my life. No, it's not. I am. What are you talking about? The light, your shoe, the chair, your hand. It was all me, Jenna. Why would you do that? Because I want to be Liz Lemon's best friend. I want to know her secrets, sing Motown together into hairbrushes, have a pair of vintage Jordache jeans that we share. But love has enemies. You. So you tried to kill me? Of course not, silly. I can't afford a third strike. I just wanted to scare you off. And I'll stop if you never speak to Liz again. Nice try, Hazel. But you made the same mistake Mickey Rourke made on that catamaran. You didn't kill me when you had the chance. Two things. First, literally, there's a mousetrap in Jenna's fridge, and she thinks that it's part of a curse because <laughs> mousetraps just randomly end up in yeah. fridges. Only is... when you only when you mention the name Macbeth. Yeah. And second, number one, how many people has Hazel murdered? And second, where does she li- where does she live that you only get strikes for committing murders instead of going to jail? Third murder. Now you're locked up for yeah. life. <laughs> you got. We let you off with the last two. You never had any jail time. 
um, but that Senior Winces is a very easy reference to make uh, to miss because I mean I'm pretty sure the performer has passed away at least in the 90s early 2000s so he wasn't performing regularly and the only instance I know of at least probably from Liz Lemon or Tina Fey's was probably his time on the Muppet show on one episode but if you're unsure who the senior Wentz is probably if you're of my age you'd probably remember the episode of South Park where Cartman has Jennifer Lopez on his hand and is doing the side-eye side-eye like that's senior Wentz he's just literally just you put your thumb over your forefinger you make it look like a mouth and there you go you have senior Wentz just like that. And move your thumb. Oh my gosh. It's not that talented, Abby. That's not talent. That's just... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, in Jack's office, he presents uh, Hank Cooper his new idea for the next uh, life in Cable Town's history. Can I get you anything, Hank? Bottled water? Oh, I'm not fancy like that, Jack. If I get thirsty, I'll just drink the water from lunch I saved in my cheek. I've got one word for you, Hank. Couches. I've been thinking about what you told the investors the other day. Cable Town fulfills our fellow Americans' most American need. To sit on a couch talking on a phone about a TV show they're watching based on a YouTube clip. Is NBC developing a show for that cat that jumps into boxes? No, that's a... Uh, yes. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we are. But my point is, Cable Town controls nearly every aspect of that experience. By the phone, internet, TV, that's all us. But we don't control the couch. Why are we outsourcing the American dream, Hank? Why are the couches our customers sit on made in, oh, I don't know, Vietnam? Oh, taking my original buttocks wasn't enough for those bastards. Here's what I want to do with our profits this quarter. I want to make couches, Hank. Cable Town couches. American couches. Boy, I do love a good couch, Jack. You know, I'm like a couch in a lot of ways. I fell asleep at a Raymore Flanagan last week, and a black family tried to buy me. Let's do it. Let's make us some couches. You won't regret this, Hank. I only have three regrets in my life, Jack. Not buying the Phillies, not marrying my wife sooner, and not surprising you any quicker with this hug. So Jack's ready for his next phase of life. Meanwhile, Liz is ready to give up on knowing where her life is going to go. Yep, same as last year. My situation has progressed in an interesting way, Liz Lemon. I don't want to hear it. To solve my tax problem, I called the Treasury Department and told them I won't pay my taxes until I see your president's birth certificate. They told me if I did that, they would arrest me. Things got heated, so I said I had a bomb. Hazel is trying to destroy me. Really? Now Hazel is trying to destroy you? Jenna, do you know how crazy you sound right now? Liz and I, or Lazel, are really worried about you. Oh, my God! Doesn't matter what I do, nothing ever changes. Miss Lemon, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I need to get a recommendation from you to reapply to the NBC Page program. We've already done that, Kenneth. We've done all of this. All I wanted was one shred of evidence that my life is moving forward. Baby doll. What about me? I'm new. Are you, Hazel? You're just another weird page, and I already have one of those. Oh, thank you. You people, you are the reason my life is a stagnant, monotonous hell. Oh, no, that reminds me. My stand-up tour. 
Add another zero, Ken. He has so much money. So much money. But I do like the fact that he called the treasury department. <laughs> so I want to give you my information so I see the birth certificate. And then it like escalates even further to where he's like, I've got a bomb. And it's like, that's for that? No, there's more of that story. We need to keep going. We'll never know how we'll never it know. ended. But also, like, apparently there was a note. Something happening also in the background where Kenneth felt like he needed to go back into the page program. Like, nothing we've seen him from. Like, we've seen him in two scenes. And this is the right. second of scenes of this episode. So, there's something in the background where he felt like he had to do some reason to join the page program again. But it also, it's, it's a perfect timing for Liz trying to state her case about how life never moves forward for her. So, good timing. But that delivery. Oh, thank you. Just like technology, Liz's life is cyclical. That's true about technology. But Dennis Duffy said so. Mm-hmm. I think Dennis Duffy was wrong. Oh, no. Um, as we're coming up on the finale, um, Liz is ready to throw it off. Well, Liz has been invited to a factory, and she fears she's going to die here. Jack? Why did you invite me here? Oh, you're going to murder me, aren't you? <sighs> it's okay. Up here, Lemon. I haven't secured that level from the rats yet. What the hell is this place? This is where I remake Cable Town. And where Americans, and for cost reasons, quite a few foreign Americans, will make couches. To watch TV on. Do I finally understand vertical integration? Yes. Well, I'm glad one of us got out of their rut today. (sighs) Lemon, what are you doing? I realized today that I cannot do my job without you. This is all because of you. You're admitting you need me and all my nonsense. You haven't done that since. You've never done that. I wanted a new GE. I got a couch factory, but it's a start. Baby steps, Lemon. To new beginnings. Lemon. The cycle is broken. Jack, the rats have my meditation stool! Ah! Help! Shoot it free! Let her go, you bastard! Do you think rats are really... I mean, I know they're common in New York, but they're, like, so common that people really just, like, look past them that easily, and they're just, like, they just accept them as part of their lives kind of thing? There are lots of really old buildings in New York that have lots of rats. It's easier to just let them run wild than take care of them. Yes. Mm. That's that's sad. It's good for the rats. Yeah, if they didn't carry diseases, I'd say that's true. I'd say no problem. But the fact that they carry diseases are yuck. Yeah, yucky. Yeah. Luckily, humans don't carry diseases. No, they're, we're squeaky clean. It's just rats and pigeons. Yuck. Mm-hmm. Gross. But you're you should be happy. Look, Jack has a new goal now. So we should turn to the story. What's he going to do with his life? Oh no! Um, yay! Um, I'm trying to think. I think I don't think his story runs out the season, but I do think it runs for a couple more episodes of the couch uh, debacle. Um, but yeah, that's uh, the shower principle. Is it? It's not related to like the shower thoughts, right? Because the shower thoughts are more like you just make a connection. In your mind, you don't have a revelation, or well, I guess that you could say. It's and I think shower thoughts is more is more just having your mind wander, so you just have random, 
you just think about random yeah. things. The not, shower pencil. You're not necessarily coming to an end or yeah. figuring out things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is Hazel going to kill Jenna? I guess we'll have to stay tuned in and see. Because so. Liz didn't take her seriously at all. No. Even though you'd think after six years you would start to believe what she's saying. But as we know, late Lazel are best friends. And yeah. that, because Hazel yeah, she Hazel definitely said... like, She glosses over the threat pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. So it probably is something that's, that's occurred multiple times through Jenna. It's like, boy who cries wolf too much. You stop believing after a while. That old adage. Yeah, but that's the shower principle. Final thoughts on the episode? I think we kind of stand where we started. Like, it's fine. What about the shower vice principle? Oh, God. This is why our reviews stop, because of things like that. But anyway, if you like what we're doing, and rating and reviewing and all that fun stuff is going to be the best way to help us out. Otherwise... Um, we'll see you next week in episode 119, season 6, episode 16, entitled Nothing Left to Lose, wherein where Pete becomes a mentee for Jack, and Tracy regains the sense of his smell, and Jenna engages in a prank war with the writers. David, take us out. See you next time. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time. And all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death. Out, out, brief candle. Life's but a walking shadow. A poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. Would you like to try our apple dippers? As the doctor said to me after my hepatitis test, you got it, sweetheart.